Welcome to the Global from Asia podcast, where the daunting process of running an international business is broken down into straight up actionable advice. And now, your host, Michael Michelini. Episode 215, Global from Asia. Thank you guys for tuning in today. We are on our normal interview series, and this is part of the factory visits I was doing. And we have David Wu. He is a second generation family business owner of a factory in China that studied overseas. And he's kind of like what a lot of us think is the future of Chinese factories. He came back and he talked to his family and he started a new brand, not just doing OEM for other brands, but making their own brand called Osdom. And he comes on the show and gives us some insights of how he's building out distribution around the world and leveraging his experience and knowledge on both East and West to go F2C, factory to consumer. Well, he actually doesn't say it's F2C. He doesn't believe that's coming for quite some time. So he gives us some interesting insights. His English is amazing, of course. He studied overseas. So on the audio podcast, we have the English interviews, but we do have video series on our Global From Asia YouTube where you can watch the non-English uh, speaking where it's got subtitles and you can actually learn from the Chinese sellers that don't even speak English. But David is a treat because his English is amazing and he has experiences on both sides. He's also a supporter of our events here and what we do at Global From Asia. So I, I'm really happy to have him on the show. And let's tune in. As always, we got the show notes and everything at globalfromasia.com slash episode 215. We'll also link to the full transcription and the video series so you can watch this in video form if you want to watch a couple of talking heads. He also does a TAC factory tour where you can see more of what's happening. Let's tune in. David Wu, Osdom, brand going global from China. Today's podcast is brought to you by Aurelia Pay. I use them personally for sending money to my Chinese suppliers from Hong Kong. It's a cross-border payment solution between China, Hong Kong, and Southeast Asia. So when I need to make a payment to a Chinese supplier, I just hop online to place the remittance, pay to the Aurelia Pay's Hong Kong-based bank account, and Aurelia Pay will settle RMB within the same business day. So check them out online at www.aureliapay.com, A-U-R-E-L-I-A-P-A-Y.com, or check them out linked in our show notes. Okay, thank you everybody for tuning in to another Global Major TV show. We're here at the new edition of the Cross-Border E-Commerce Series here in China, talking to experts, suppliers, and sellers. We're here with David from Osdom. Thanks for being here, David. You actually have, just before we started talking about the brand name, Osdom can also be re- pronounced awesome, so that's great. And can you introduce yourself to everyone today? Hi, everyone. My name is David. I'm the founder and the CEO of Austin. Austin is a brand with a mission to provide best 3C products to the global e-commerce business, especially for the e-commerce sellers. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, so how did this get started? How did you start this business? Uh, my story is simple. Um, I gra- in 2013, I graduated from Penn State right after my graduation. I got a job in the financial industry in Futian in Shenzhen. However, after working several months, I realized that's not my dream job because I didn't learn anything. I didn't. I, 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 I actually, I cannot see myself sure. in the industry for the next 10 years. Okay. So I quit a job in 2014 after the Spring Festival. I quit a job. Then I came to many start, startup ideas with my father and with my friends. Okay. Then we're talking about uh, the possibility of being successful at a young age. 
Then we have this kind of long conversation over like one month. After one month, we figure out、uh, this is first stop. I I should pick a project that is going to be successful. So so I came to my father for help. Yeah. Then he gave me advice.、Um, why not you can do a business based on a family business? Because my family is doing the OEM ODM business for the big brands over the past ten ten years.、Yeah. Right now, we can use the same resources and build a brand over overside over overseas. Okay, there's so much things to talk about here. Very interesting. So then, the name. Maybe we can talk first about how did you pick the name and what does the name mean? Awesome. Actually, many. Amazon reviewers gave us the review. Austin means like awesome. That's exactly what we want to build the brand, and that's why we named it、okay. because it's a, it has a similar pronunciation、sure. with with awesome. And aus in Germany, aus means like come from, and dom means like、uh, quiet. We want to give a no worry. Uh, quality assured products and a shopping ex- experience for our customers. And the products you guys are doing—they're on audio and video. Yes, our pro- product line currently covers two. One is audio product line; the other is video product line. Video product line includes TV cam, webcam, dash cam, and IP camera. Audio product line includes different kinds of wireless headphones. With different kinds of features, like、uh, active noise cancelling,、uh, share me feature,、uh, aptx, aptx L NFC. Almost, I think, every feature on the market, we can make it. Awesome, that's really cool. So you've just started this only a few years now. What do you say? Some of the advantages or skills that you had coming into this? I think the best part I improve a lot、uh, from this startup experience is the. Team building,、okay. because the company's growth is not done by by me,、nice. it's by my team. So team building is the key, and is the most important job for for a founder or for a CEO. I think. True, I guess it is about finding the right people and the right balance. Find right right people and put put them in the right position, give them the right resources. Awesome. So talking about your father's business. They don't have a brand, right? So they're just doing OEM. They don't have a brand. My family business is always doing the OEM and ODM business behind those big brands. Behind, exactly. It's kind of traditional factory. Exactly. So for a lot of people that might not be aware, that basically means that they make a product, but they put someone else's brand on the manufacturing during the manufacturing process. So yeah, it's true. It's the old way. The old way is the supplier gets the order, puts the logo on it, sends it out, and they're done. So even building out this brand, you're still taking a B two B approach with this brand. Yes. So maybe you can share with everybody a little bit about your strategy. Our awesome selling strategy is B two B because we don't think、uh, as a factory owned the brand, we can we we are able to provide the sh- excellent shopping experience to the end consumers. So we need someone in the middle. Who can provide local logistics, local after-sales service? That's a partner that we want in the local market. I got it. Yes. So then, how do you decide? You have a growing product line. How do you decide which product to expand into? First, 
we have a database who we, we our team can access to from the online online cell, online platforms. Mm-hmm. That is one way we can we can we can decide which product might be a hot selling product in in the local market. The other way is that our team we have like more than 160 product team to do the product. So in such specific niche market, we may try to lead the industry, lead the market. That is pretty good, especially from your end here being in China and Asia. We talked about it before the interview. You actually work with Amazon Alexa. Yes, that's a project we are doing right now. What are some of your hobbies or habits that you've had fun with or when you're not always working, what are you doing? Uh, I'm not always working. <laughs> pretty sure. I'm I'm a guy who, who tries to find a balance between work and life. Nice. I think a balance is the is something everyone should strive strive for. So some of your hobbies are basketball, or what? What exactly hobbies you have? My hobbies is reading books. Oh, nice. Reading books. My favorite book is uh, these Seven Habits of Highly Effective People yeah. by Stephen Covey. Yeah, that is a great book. I also read that book, and I think the eleven on the last seven habits or is about sharpening the saw or always improving your skill. So, you know, we've been working at Crossbutter Matchmaker on October twenty seventh, and we're going to bring some high quality e commerce executives from both China and overseas right here in Huachan Bay, Shenzhen. So we're excited about this and people viewing this. What kind of people would you like to meet at the show or an event or in the marketplace? Um, for Austin, I think we are looking for a global distributor, reseller, or partners who have interest in consumer electronics, who have confidence in Chinese company and the Chinese brand. And uh, hopefully, they can come close to our company. Then we can have a face-to-face communication, then start do something together in the local market. Okay, and now for our second segment of this series, we're talking about business models. So David here is a new generation of manufacturers and suppliers. He's had his education overseas. He's back here in China. He's starting his own brand. It's been a few years. He's grown really fast. So, of course, I'm thinking kind of, I understand this from both sides. I'm in China here 10 years. I've done e-commerce many years before it came. So both sides... And I thought it would be a really interesting conversation to talk about this new business model. So, David, you own a brand, and I think you said uh, last time on the sh- earlier segment that you you have your own registered brand, and for the records, you're registered globally. Yes, we have registered our brand globally, at least 45 countries. Yep. We have already got the trade, trade registration. Yep, great trademark, exactly. So... Now you still want to sell F to C or a factory consumer or B to C business consumer. You're still in the B to B way where you have global partners overseas, as we talked about before the recording. I think what e-commerce sellers, especially in the U.S., are globally are afraid of is being considered a middleman or getting cut out completely. So I think the balance that I mentioned here when we talked about it, they're concerned about exclusivity, right? You probably talk about this a lot with distributors. Either a current distributor or a potential new distributor wants exclusivity. Maybe you can share how the conversation goes with the seller who says, oh, I love your product, I love your brand, I want to sell in my country, but in my market, but they say, I have, I have the same product line, I've done my own brands too, I want exclusivity. How do you normally deal with this, the people that want exclusivity? Uh, first of all, I believe that F2C is not possible for over, ne- for over the next 20 years, 
Wow, really? I don't think it's possible. Why? Because we cannot provide the local logistics, local after-sales service, local marketing. That is why, and a company cannot do a chain of economy. Everything is done by you. It's not possible. And uh, but but cut some of the middleman. It is possible. Okay. And it is necessary. It's good for consumers. Yeah. But you cannot cut all of them. For example, like uh, Aston, we have uh, resellers in the United States, in UK, in in Brazil. What we do is that we give them a like three-year agreement, exclusive. But before that, we will give them a short period, like three months. Then we will do a evaluation. If we, if they can do the ex- exclusive channel, then we will give them a three-year period. I see. So, what's the normal turnover requirement? How do you decide on KPIs or different milestones in this minimum sales volume structure? In the beginning, I think. We should not focus on that. We should focus on the trust and the person you are talking to. Mm-hmm. If that's a good guy, they have ambition, they want to do business, then you should pick them first. Then, for for Austin, for for a brand, a new brand, if they want to come into a competitive competitive industry, I think we have invest invest in the people, invest in the products, invest in the marketing. For example, recently we are talking about a. A, a very young, uh, young guy in Philippines. They want to be our Philippine distributor, right. but but they they are just a small business owner. Mm-hmm. They don't they they cannot purchase a lot of, of products from us. Then we came up with this idea. We 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 kind of set build a joint venture in Philippines. Then for every sale. We, we two companies come together as one. Then he will talk to the local, he, his 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 distributors, then get a price, and then we will we will deliver the products at at that price on time. Right. Yeah. This is cool. You're kind of being flexible and helping those that are willing to work hard, or even if we say go quote unquote global from Asia, anybody's willing to go work hard wherever they might be in the world whatever background if they want to do the work and make it happen that's great so we're talking about before the recording I think the fear of Amazon sellers or e-commerce sellers in general or distributors is that they're going to get stuck in a price war with other distributors so if they like your product and then they're in Amazon and they want to list in Amazon do you allow multiple sellers on Amazon listing? No for each platform for each pro- product model we are only pick uh, one resellers one reseller. Got it. So we kind of have a strict marketing control, channel control. I see. And then you're monitoring that? Every day. Yeah. Uh, we have a guy in our team to monitor price, monitor the resellers online okay. every day. So if, we, if someone don't, don't follow our marketing strategy, they don't think our marketing strategy will be valuable in the future, then we will not include him or her as our partner. Okay, this is very interesting. So sometimes people say, we've talked to others in this series and others in Chinese factories, they don't understand that there's a lot of people selling multiple brands. It can also be be you know be a conflict. They think it's how to say putting your logo on a product. They think that's all, all it really is required in making your brand. 
Um, but it's more than putting your logo on the product. We're talking about before the recording that you actually been spending money on marketing and building brand because um, that's what you have to pay for as a brand owner. Do you want to share about that? Because I think some distributors or sellers are afraid they're going to spend money doing Facebook ads or Amazon ads and then later get cut out. So you're basically paying as a brand owner, right? As our awesome distributors, we, we can not only provide products, but also the marketing strategy, marketing fee. For example, if you want to do an offline uh, advertisement, you need STEM, flyers, or free samples, then we can provide to, to our distributor for free. Okay. If you want to do an online big promotion, you can sell a lot, then we will give you um, price support okay. and uh, stock support. Okay, so let's expand on that. So there's an MOQ, and are they paying up front in their order? It, it depends on the case we are talking about. For example, if it's a DOTD, deal of the day on Amazon, then we will join together with our resellers, our partners, to do this together. I see. So as far as the channels, of course, the U.S. is a huge market. You must be selling there. And each channel could be a different partner, or is it the same partner? Each channel could be a different partner. So, of course, you've got Amazon, and then they might be online or offline channels too yes and you have your own website do you sell on the website like shopify or shopping cart or do you have someone that's selling on the website for you yes some independent independent website resellers they will sell our products okay and then in the case of multiple websites uh, are you selling your product yes i see okay because those are considered different channels but just like ebay or amazon where you want to have different channels Mm -hmm. okay so then Let's talk about support. What's the main work or job of your distributors who's helping out with after-sales support? Is that it? Yeah. And local logistics. Local logistics. Yes. Well, I mean, FBA, there's not much work for the logistics because FBA takes care of that. But others might have eBay or offline retailers. There's a lot more logistics. How about, like, making the listings, writing the copyright, doing the photos? Also, we can also do the photos and uh, some suggestion keywords and some... Suggested a marketing strategy for our distributors. Okay, I got it. Cool. And then you were saying you have your team here to do the marketing. Yes. Oh, nice. So do you want to share some of your skills and your team or the people you're working with? Uh, we have an international team. They graduate from different countries like the UK, like Swedish. Then we've, the main reason why we build this team is we want to help our distributors to do the marketing or do or at least to do some part of marketing, like e-commerce, right? Like e-commerce, we can do a lot of, a lot of advertisement online with a cheaper price compared to 1970s. Those Japanese brands, mm-hmm. they, they came to the world to build their own brand. Think about it. It's, a, it's kind of cheaper way to do the marketing right now in the e-commerce era. So are these team members, are they still, are they Chinese-born, overseas educated? They, they are just overseas educated. So, so, yeah, okay. But I think in the future we will hire some local people join our team. All right, cool. And then you have someone in the U.S. is also helping you. Yes. That's pretty cool where they were in China for a while. Do you want to share about that? We have a guy in Seattle right now. They formed the team to, to do the marketing 
things for our distributors. Okay, so what you're saying is about FTC is 20 years away. So your strategy, you're going to continue to find local partners, local distributors, and support them to build your global brand. Yes, I think for each country, we only need one or two partners to do all the distribution networks. Great. We don't need too many distribution because it's so hard to to marketing control and and the channel control. Got it. So we'll do some video segment about your products, and after a little bit, tour your factory, show some of your products, and how can people find you online? You can go to the website, our brand website, www.ausdom.com. Got the got the link. Okay, so this is really cool. You have a global band, brand, and just like we're saying, global from Asia, you are really going global from Asia or global from China, and you're doing a great job. Let's keep helping people learn today, and thanks for sharing so much, David. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, David, for sharing on the show, episode 215 of Global from Asia. And this was a good one. I think this is something I'm actually excited to share with everybody about the expansion of Chinese manufacturers building their own brands and getting global distribution, B2B. So it's an amazing time. And uh, this is the end of my U.S. trip. I am holding two kids on my lap as I record this. And Maggie wants to draw. But we are, you know, doing global business here and Going between the both sides, I don't know. Next time I'll be back on the U.S. side, to be very honest with you. This has been extremely challenging. And I just am not a fan of this immigration and separating people based on where they're born and their passports. But uh, it's the life I live, and we have to deal with the cards we're dealt. So thanks again for listening, everybody, and supporting the show as you can. Actually, Cross Border Summit's filling up nicely. We've been getting ticket sales as I'm traveling, and I appreciate it. Yeah, Miles, good drawing. So if you want to check out the Cross Border Summit, it's a great way to meet amazing people that we have on the show and support what we're doing here at Global From Asia. We also have an online ticket, crossbordersummit.com slash 2018. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's show, and I will catch you soon. Later. To get more info about running an international business, please visit our website at www.globalfromasia.com. That's www.globalfromasia.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to our iTunes feed. Thanks for tuning in.